0: Hi guys, and welcome back to the Capricorn Diaries. So this is a podcast on tarot and how it manifests in day-to-day life. We are interested in comparing the textbook meanings of cards and how they've actually shown up in our daily lives. So I'm Weena, I'm your host, and today we're going to be talking about the magician. So today, I am joined by my friend and classmate and fellow tarot enthusiast, Astier.
1: Hello, everyone. My name (laughs) is Astier.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so Astier, um, he writes and he Mm -hmm. draws comics also. So he's very into like creative stuff. So Mm -hmm. can you tell us a bit about how you got into tarot?
1: I got into tarot because of you. (laughs) (laughs) okay. uh, You've done some readings for me Mm -hmm. and… I was interested in the mechanics of the tarot and like I really like the imagery mm. of the tarot. So yeah, I was interested in those things and I wanted to get some answers, you know, because yeah. Uh, the world <laughs> is so messy and like also like emotionally. Right. So I just wanted to like clarify some things and mm-hmm. it has helped me quite a lot and i've been reading i've done some reading for my friends and i guess i've helped them <laughs> in a way yeah
0: yeah yeah how do you think it's helped you like uh, do you think tarot is more like about predicting something or is it more internal like what's your view it has never
1: that? predicted anything for me it's it has always been like oh this is the current situation right now and mm. this is what you're dealing right now and I'm like okay thank you so much while crying <laughs> my eyes out <laughs> but, but yeah all of my tarot like my reading my with my friends it's always about the now right yeah and some future stuff but they're very muddy right so I can only read like for the current the energy now, now yeah. right?
0: Oh, I wonder what the energy now is. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> okay. So today we're going to be talking about the magician. So we'll just give you guys a rundown about the magician's vital statistics or <laughs> what the magician is actually all about. <laughs> So the Magician card is a Major Arcana card. It is the second card in the deck, but the number it's associated with is number one. So in our past or our previous episode, we talked about the Fool. And that's number zero because it's right before the beginning. So for number one, it's like the actual beginning. And at least in the Rider-Waite-Smith card… The magician shows a very powerful sorcerer and he has one arm up holding a staff and then another arm pointing down to the ground and all of the four suits. So for those of you guys who might not be familiar with the suits in tarot, we have cups, swords, rods or wands and pentacles or coins. And they all stand for a different part of life or a different part of the psyche. So cups are all about emotions. Swords are all about thoughts. Wands are all about passion and pentacles are all about work, money, career, that kind of thing. Right. So the magician basically symbolizes manifestation. And that's why all of those elements are present there. The textbook meaning or sort of the most commonly associated themes when it comes to the magician would be manifestation illusion, um, sort of conjuring something, being very creative, upright, that sort of takes on a very positive tone. So like resourcefulness, power, if it's reversed, it's a little bit more negative, like being manipulative, maybe having poor planning or having potential that you're sort of scared to tap. So... Astier, have you ever encountered the magician card in your life or has it ever manifested in your life in a certain way?
1: Uh I've never pulled a magician card for myself, but mm-hmm. I've pulled a lot of magicians <laughs> reversed. Oh yeah, for my friends. Like okay. For example, like their ideal person, like or uh-huh. what they want to be, like it's the magician, magician reversed. reversed. And I get it. Like I want to be the magician reversed sometimes. Why? Why? Well,
0: Why reverse? Okay.
1: Cause the magician reversed, I guess he's more cunning
0: Aww, in a way. Right. Cause
1: like the magician upright, he's like goody, goody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm too goody, goody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I just want to tap into the magician reversed right. sometimes. So yeah, I pulled one out for my friend. Pulled Mm -hmm. one out. That's so gross. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I pulled the card out for my friend. Uh And it's like what she wants to be in the relationship. Mm -hmm. And it's like the magician reversed. So like…
0: So she wants to be the one manipulating. Yeah.
1: Or like (sighs) taking control of the Mm -hmm, situation, mm -hmm. I guess. And I'm like, yeah. And then the the other guy, like what he wanted to be was like the… Knight of Cups. Uh-huh. So it's like romantic and stuff. Yeah, like
0: offering yeah. emotions. Yeah, uh-huh. for you guys who may not be familiar with the Knight of Cups, um, it features a knight who's on a horse and he's holding a chalice and offering it to someone.
1: Yeah, so the guy's more romantic and mm-hmm. the girl's like… <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that. I see. How about upright? Oh yeah, you said that you never pulled it upright. I've never, right?
1: Yeah, I've never pulled the magician upright. Upright, mm. ever, ever. So it's always reversed for me. I don't know why, and I have never had it for my own reading. so right. it has never appeared. So I don't have real power. I don't. I'm not creative. I don't,
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's what it means. Uh-huh. Maybe it's just like you're very transparent. I
1: have a question. Maybe because oh. mm. the magician for me doesn't feel like a person because uh-huh. the fool. He's like, oh he's he's the fool. He's a person. He's Mm. gonna begin his journey. But Mm. for me, like the magician is more of like a a shop. A shop? A shop like you, uh the fool visits the shop or like the magician. Ah,
0: okay, okay. So it's more like um like a place that you go (laughs) for magic.
1: (laughs) (laughs) A magic
0: (laughs) shop? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Like it doesn't
1: feel like a person. So I wanted to. For you to clarify right, right. that for
0: me. Like. Okay. hmm, I see. No, I understand that. You know, there are times when the major arcana is not necessarily just one person, mm. but more of an energy.
1: Oh, yeah. So okay.
0: more of… I think if it were the magician upright, the energy would be more like, okay, this is a situation where I can do something or where I can take whatever it is that I'm thinking and turn it into action. Or if it's the other way around, if it's reversed, it's like this is a situation where I can probably get away with manipulating.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, (laughs) yeah, Mm
0: -hmm. just like a story of something that happened to me Mm -hmm. a few years ago. um, I had this friend. I had this friend who I've known for a long time. I think I told you about this. And then yeah, and then he was like, "Hey, like let's have a beer, whatever." And the thing is, like, he's a friend, and I've known him for a long time, so I didn't really think anything of it but just to be sure like beforehand i drew some cards Mm. and then one of the cards that i got was the magician but the deck i was using was the wild unknown deck Mm. so for you guys who might be interested in that you can google the wild unknown deck it's a very colorful deck and it's by kim kranz and actually that is based on like um kind of a different system because she uses all animals in the cards, right? All animals. And for that card, it's like um, a leopard that's eyeing something at like the corner. Hunter. Yeah, like a hunter. Ooh. But then that friend of mine, well, we're not so close now. But that friend of mine, he is a very accomplished person Mm -hmm. so i thought that him showing up as the magician and it was upright mind you i thought that him showing up as the magician upright was just showing me that like oh this person is very accomplished
1: or like he can help you manifest yeah yeah
0: yeah. he can Uh. help you manifest or whatever but long story short it turned out that this guy was actually very manipulative yeah how Uh, okay oh my god like i hope he's not listening (laughs) but we ended up having dinner Uh uh-huh And then initially, we were meeting up because I wanted to get some films from him, from his USB. And then he started asking me like, so do you live alone? You know, like, yeah, do you live alone? Like, or do you live with your parents? And yeah, I've known him for a while. So I was like, no, yeah, yeah, I live alone. Like, I actually live nearby. He's like, oh, so should we go to your place to transfer the files? And it was so weird because I felt like I couldn't say no. I mean, you know, I'm not the Mm. most assertive person in the world. But I think usually I can say no. So there was that weird pull. And he kept having this weird veneer of like, let's talk about books. Like, let's talk about Philip K. Dick. Mm -hmm. mm, (laughs) Philip Philip K. Dick. Dick. Yeah, yeah. let's talk about Philip K. Dick. Let's talk about fiction or like whatever new thing it is that you're reading. And like the
1: premise of you asking for for movies. Movies, right. That's, you know… Like, that's a net already. Yeah, You're yeah, like, yeah.
0: That's like, but then why does it have to be like that, right? I don't
1: know. It makes
0: me so sad, like, oh. But anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So, there was that kind of illusionary aspect to that encounter. And every time I see the magician now, in the normal rider weight deck, like mm-hmm. I don't mind it so much. I'm like, okay, so yeah, this is probably energy. But in the wild unknown deck, whenever I pull it, I'm like, oh, like this person is probably sketchy.
1: Even upright.
0: Even upright. Mm. Maybe just because of the imagery of the card. So I guess that's a thing. Like it really depends on the deck. Like there are some decks that are a bit more peaceful. Mm-hmm. I guess like a little bit more benign in their imagery. Yeah weird. (laughs) Has your perception changed of The Magician? Like when you first started getting readings and then now that you're doing it for other people?
1: Well, okay. So The Magician for me, he's still a positive card. Mm -hmm. It's still a positive card. And I feel like with The Magician, it just shows that The person I'm reading for has a lot of potential Mm -hmm. and they need to come out of their shell Mm -hmm. for it to manifest. But yeah, the problem is it's always reversed. So there's always like a negative connotation Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. with it. So I always say that they should be careful with how they plan out their future stuff. And they need to be cautious of other people as well that might lie
0: to them Mm -hmm. or, you know… What did you think about it before?
1: Before? Before, mm -hmm. Mm, Sorry. So before, yeah. Before, generally a good card. Mm -hmm. Like, I wanted to get the magician card. Because, you know, it's like manifesting and willpower and creativity. But I like that there's a card for that. For creatives.
0: Right. For creatives.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that we have a card or a people that if people… Get that card. Mm-hmm. It's a call to make things, to make art, to, to do something productive with their life. So that's a good card. But now, yeah, <laughs> yeah. talking yeah. to you about like pulling the magician. Yeah, there's some sense of evil.
0: Evil. Evil, not evil. Wow. What's,
1: what's a softer word for evil? Menace,
0: menace, There's maybe, a, maybe. Yeah. Is it menace or is it more of malice?
1: Yeah, right? Uh, yeah, malice.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm, I think so. Also, initially, I don't know, I used to be scared of the magician. Mm, okay, maybe because I don't know, he seems so masculine.
1: Uh, I don't know, it's
0: weird. It's weird. I don't know if that's just my in own that robe, he's
1: masculine. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, yeah. I mean, he's like holding a staff. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Like the other, the other men in the tarot don't seem as overtly manly to me. Mm. I don't know why. Mm. Even if they look more manly. Like the vibe they give, they give off doesn't seem as manly to me. Whereas for me, the magician is like very masculine. I don't mm. think I've ever pulled that for a girl. Actually. <gasps> like all the people that I've read for, I've never pulled it for a girl. But I don't know if that's just me also. I never get the magician for myself. I always get it for guys. Mm. Yeah. Which is weird. I don't know. I don't Maybe know.
1: the magician doesn't show up if you read for yourself.
0: Maybe. Maybe that's one of his it's tricks. Magic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's hmm. That's interesting. And that's also scary. <laughs> yeah. It's scary, but I feel like I wonder if the people who are the magician in those situations know that they're the magician
1: <gasps> probably like you're manifesting the tarot
0: with when you read or ah, something like that right right
1: maybe we can yeah. try it
0: do you want to try it sure sure we have we have tarot cards with us yeah. this deck is the golden tarot by Liz mhm okay. so what are you going to pull us here
1: i don't know let's see I'm gonna shuffle first. Shuffling. Uh Uh-huh. And then I'm gonna do some cutting. Ooh, something came out. It's the chariot.
0: Ah, the chariot. So very
1: manly. Very manly,
0: yeah. And isn't
1: isn't he like He's also like with the willpower, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also with willpower, but they're a bit different in what they do with the willpower. Mm. So the magician is more about taking your thoughts and turning them into something tangible. The chariot is more about controlling two opposing forces. Yeah, and Mm. having them work for you. And that's also the card of Cancer, Cancerian people. Um, Just sort of talking about natal charts and zodiac signs and astrology. Mm -hmm. The Magician is associated with… It has like some partial associations with Virgo. Mm. You're a Virgo. I'm a Virgo. I love and hate Virgos. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Please elaborate. Okay.
1: This is gonna get personal. So like all of my exes are Virgos. None of them are… Any other zodiac. So, and I'm a what? Virgo. So, like the combination of Virgo, X Virgo, it's, you know, it's, it's okay. <laughs> but sometimes it's not okay.
0: <laughs> really? Yeah. Why? I mean, why is it okay? And why is it not okay?
1: Because you get each other.
0: Mm. Like, there's
1: like, uh, primal sort of understanding right. between you two. Mm-hmm. So if you're gonna work on a project, like they're gonna, they're not gonna bother you. Right. But yeah, I don't think Virgos and Virgos work for each other in the long run. Right. In because, romance, in romance, because they, based on my experience, uh, I feel like Virgos just want to be better. Uh, I's then their partners. Do you
0: think that that sort of shows up in the magician also? Like two magicians would never two magicians would never date each other.
1: <laughs> the magic, the magic community would disagree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Like they would be competing
0: mm. who gets the better
1: or who who does the better trick.
0: Right, right. Wow. Oh. Oh. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah. That's more neutral than they're <laughs> evil. <laughs> right. Oh, that's interesting. And the other zodiac sign that's um sort of associated with the magician is Gemini.
1: Oh. And yeah,
0: Gemini also has like a kind of sneaky aspect to them. Not so much in that they're stealthy, but more like they tend to change their minds or change their moods. And I guess the magician also has that kind of thing. It's all about transformation, right? Mm -hmm. Like manifestation can also be transformation. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Jumping on to your… What you said before Mm -hmm. with a magician being too masculine. It's the opposite for me, I guess. Really? So more feminine for you. Yeah. I guess because like… Uh, I'm gay, so how, <laughs> how, how I read it is mm, different from right. how you would read it. So okay. with me, mm. the magician, he's like pulling out all of the tricks, like mm. in a, like he's performing something. See, so I he's see. like doing something with the wand and then he's gonna do like a water trick.
0: Mm. You know, like
1: very performative.
0: Right. The performative magician. Performative utterance. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: So more more like who's an archetype that you can think of, like in comics or in movies that you sort of think encapsulates the magician. With the magician.
1: Yeah. I feel like not really a person, mm-hmm. but like a movement uh, like drag.
0: Ah, right? Drag right. is p-
1: manifesting yourself. Right. Like, within a, 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 the girl within you. You manifest mm. it into like reality. Like you put on all of this makeup. You uh, dress yourself right. in women's clothes. Mm. And then you perform. So, And then yeah, the magician. Like drag queens are magicians in a way. Because right. they, they use illusion.
0: Right. And they also have… That element of like having a table and then having all of the things in front of them Mm -hmm. and like, but beating their face. Yeah, beating their their face. face. Uh Mm. So, would the magician reversed in drag be like, she's not fish? (laughs) (laughs) She's not fish or like,
1: she's a shady queen. Very shady.
0: shady, Okay. Oh, that's so interesting. I like that. Okay, so let's move on to our next segment, which is the clearance corner. We'll be reading some of the questions that we got from Instagram. For those of you who follow us on Instagram, we open the ask box almost every week. So just watch out for that if you want to ask us your questions. Okay, so number one, who has to pull the tarot card? Should it be the reader or should it be the client or the queerant? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do you think?
1: okay. For me, mm-hmm. because I pattern myself from your own readings, uh-huh. I don't let them pull. pull. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, as you have said that, I think uh, letting the client pull the cards, it's a performative action. Right. It's just like the client, it's another way to make the client believe in it all.
0: Ah, okay. You know, to
1: pull the client in like they need to pull the cards. So, so
0: you don't want to be the magician? <laughs> I don't want to be the magician. I, yeah.
1: Like I want it to be just a session. Like an honest session. Just getting to know each other or mm-hmm. like going through or pushing through a problem. Or like talking about a problem.
0: Right. Mm. Mm. Is it always a problem? I mean, like when people get tower readings, do you think that they use it more… Kind of as a form of therapy or an alternate to therapy maybe? Or can it be done for something that's not a problem?
1: Okay. So I would think that it's done initially mm-hmm. as a form of entertainment.
0: Ah. And then when
1: the cards shown <laughs> <laughs> that it's all reversed or like uh, what we pull out or like very, very bad cards or like, oh, this is what's happening right now. Like you're having a terrible time. Like, yeah, thanks. I was I was trying to have fun. <laughs> so yeah, uh, so it it evolves mm-hmm. like the session or like the talk starts with excitement, like oh, right. what are we gonna mm-hmm. read, and then it just saps your energy. I guess that's the wrong way to read because it shouldn't do that.
0: Do mm-hmm. you feel like? It's tiring because you have to empathize, like very, with the other person, very right? much.
1: Like, oh, um, you're having problems with mm-hmm. your relationship, your mm-hmm. family, and like you're stuck in a place, and I have to like comf- uh, I have to comfort them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there. So, yeah, it's hard. And I don't do my readings for like clients. I only do them for, for friends, friends. So right. I know them already. Right. So it's hard. It's hard to.
0: Balance. Balance, mm-hmm. yeah. I think that might be… That's also kind of why like, I started reading for clients… Mm-hmm. As opposed to reading for all my friends and everyone I know. <laughs> because <laughs> I feel like the line gets blurred, right? Yeah. When you read for all your friends… Because sometimes they tend to be like, Oh, like, I'll tell this person. Mm. And then later, it's sort of like… You end up counseling everyone… But then you sort of don't have a lot of energy yeah. left for yourself. And- mm.
1: In the reading, like, you want to protect them from the bad meanings. Like, you always have to give it to them softly.
0: (laughs) Give it to me softly. (laughs) Please. (laughs) (laughs) And
1: like, you have to go about it in a roundabout way so that they don't get hurt.
0: Right. Do you think, like, has there ever been a reading where the outcome was so immediate or so dangerous that you've had to tell them to their face? Yeah.
1: Not immediate, but like, um, it's always about like, this person needs some counseling or this person needs some therapy. like right. Because it's a lot of sorts. Mm. So like, and then the outcome suggests like, oh, the outcome is terrible. Like, the initial cards that start off as great. Like, right. the fool and then uh, going on a journey, something mm-hmm. like that. And then the obstacle is always about anxiety. And then after that, the outcome's like apathy. Right. So I tell them that I don't think you should just keep it to yourself. I think you need some help. Mm -hmm. And then they wouldn't say anything. Like they would just say, okay, but I I fear for For them. them,
0: them." I see. Yeah, sometimes it can be difficult. Like I had a friend… Who I did a reading for and she was in a really bad relationship. Mm -hmm. And it was a little bit funny because of how direct the cards were. Mm -hmm. Like the first one was the Three of Swords. (laughs) So for you guys who might not know what the Three of Swords is. Basically, it's a card where there's a heart and then three swords piercing the heart. Mm -hmm. So it kind of can't get more straightforward than that. It's about heartbreak, heartache, wanting things you can't have. And then the next card was the Five of Cups. Oh, (laughs) lost. Yeah. The Five of Cups is like this guy staring at all of these cups that he spilled. And Mm -hmm. since cups in the tarot mean emotion, it's like everything I've lost. Mm -hmm. But then there's a positive aspect to that card too, where there are two cups behind him that he hasn't really looked at yet, but they're still full. But the point is that he's being very pessimistic. And then the third card, which was the outcome card, was the Ten of Swords. (sighs) So the Ten of Swords is this guy literally lying on a field with ten swords stabbed in his back.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that was difficult for me because I had to tell her like, you need to get out of this relationship. Like you should just end it if you can end it. And you never want to be that person because number one, the people are always looking to you for advice and you know, you don't want to feel like you directly caused that. So sad. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> okay, number two question. This one is kind of funny. Why are tarot readings so expensive?
1: I wouldn't know. <laughs> I get I get them from you for free. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Okay, so I'll take this one. I think the main reason why tarot readings are so expensive, number one is because tarot decks are expensive. So the materials itself, like the readers usually kind of have a high overhead cost if we're talking business, I guess. Um, And then second is because it is very sort of energy-based. Of course, like I'm not saying that not all professions are energy-based. Of course, everything that you do professionally does take a certain amount of labor. But I guess it's more of the nature of that labor. Since it's very emotionally intensive, like you said, um, I guess people sort of need that extra cushion. And just on a more practical level, it's like, If you're meeting the client somewhere, you sort of have to comfort eat. (laughs) (laughs) Like if you're meeting them at a cafe, you know, you're going to get like a slice of cake or maybe Mm -hmm. a cookie or something.
1: (laughs) But what about like online readings?
0: Mm, Online readings, Mm -hmm. right. I think those tend to be cheaper. But I'm guessing the online readings are also a little bit pricey because of the deck. Right, Like I mentioned. And then second is also because a lot of online readers or people who read online spend on educating themselves further. I mean, not that everyone doesn't. But I think that's a big part of it. Like enrolling in more tarot classes, buying more tarot books. Because tarot is sort of like a language also where you need to expand your vocabulary so that you can discover or explore more meanings. Mm. So yeah, you need a lot of resources. Okay, our last question. Does tarot accurately predict love?
1: Hmm. That's, I feel like it accurately reads relationship dynamics.
0: Ah. Like
1: one person and then another person, but it doesn't really point you to, to love. love.
0: Right, right. Yeah.
1: You've read for me before about love. yes. And then it's always a good reading. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, this time (laughs) it's gonna happen. But then it's still not happening. Where is it? (laughs) So I guess, yeah.
0: Okay, right. I think I tend to agree. Mm -hmm. Like, it can tell you about your love situation. And I think sometimes, for me, it has sort of pointed toward a solution. I've been in a relationship for around eight years. And of course, like along the way, you know, there are certain arguments or like quarrels. And sometimes like I'll pull a couple of advice cards and those advice cards will not necessarily predict what my boyfriend will do. But they will predict the kinds of arguments that we might turn to. Mm -hmm. so like if we're fighting about this one thing and then I'll pull three cards as advice there will be one card let's say the seven of wands reversed so the seven of wands features this guy who's standing on a hill and he's holding his wand like a sword or like a spear and he's ready to defend himself against these people. So for me, I would read that reversed as don't be defensive or like both of you have this instinct to be defensive. So in that way, I feel like it does sort of predict something or at least show you the possible outcomes or the possible defense mechanisms of that other person. But I don't think it can predict love like if you're asking, will somebody swipe right yeah, right. Something no. like that. No, right. The
1: cards will just say like what you need to do right. to get love. Right. But it doesn't say like which month. Yeah. Or like, <laughs> is it now or next year? No.
0: Ah, I have another question. Uh-huh. Well, this isn't from the querent. It's just uh-huh. from me. <laughs> How do you feel about spying on people? Like, does my crush like me back, or ah. what? What is my crush thinking? Like, does my crush like me? Are they interested?
1: Well, for me… Yeah, I do it. Mm-hmm. But it's not really spying. Because mm-hmm. no, you're not it's reading… it's not
0: really spying. It,
1: you're not reading their thoughts.
0: Ah, like okay. it's not
1: from them. But right, from right. the universe. So like it gets a little like watered down. Mm. But… <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, sometimes I feel guilty. Or like I'll feel guilty… Especially because um the card's bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the reading is bad. So I wouldn't like and then I would ask them. Right. It, it, that's the I think that's So uh, you ask wrong your thing. crush? Yeah, I ask them what's mm. happening. Not like, oh, I've read right. uh the cards. Um I've read the cards and like it says this and this about you. I don't. I just Ask them in a way that's like what the cards are saying.
0: Ah, okay. So for example, like… Hey, so have you manifested any thoughts?
1: (laughs) Are you manipulating anyone?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I get that. I get that. I think initially, like early on in my tarot practice… I kind of tried not to spy on people. or try not to ask questions like that. Because I felt like… I don't know. Like the question… The answer would be skewed by the question itself. Mm -hmm. But then I discovered that there are some situations where you also don't have any choice but to ask. Like if your friend is going through something and they're not going to tell you about it. But you know that they might need your help. Sometimes I feel like it's okay to ask. Like is this person okay? Or Mm. you know like is this… Was this person bothered by what I said earlier? So you're
1: spying for
0: good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or I'd like to think… Not
1: all heroes
0: wear (laughs) capes. (laughs) (laughs) But sometimes, you know, the selfish part of me. You know Mm. that. And anyway, like, sometimes spreads that are about yourself also end up being spreads about other people.
1: That's true. Right? That's true.
0: Like, what if I do this? What if I do that? It never exists in a vacuum. (laughs) Okay, so thanks for joining us on the show today, Osteer.
1: Yes, thank you so much. I had a lot of fun.
0: I'm glad yes <laughs> and thank you everyone for listening if you want more of the Capricorn Diaries you can check us out on Instagram it's at the Capricorn Diaries the Capricorn Diaries is produced recorded and distributed by Big Baby Studios they also have a bunch of other great shows that you might be interested in and you can check them out at facebook.com slash it's a big baby and at it's we'll catch you guys in the next episode have fun bye bye